Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God which engages us is the Old Testament lesson read previously, thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was 20 years old and I was driving down a long hill on a road called Huron Parkway in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I got down to the bottom of the hill, made a sweeping right-hand turn, and there was a police car right on the side of the road. I instinctively hit the brakes, looked down at my speed, and let's just say I was considerably over the speed limit. As I approached the patrol car, I noticed the brake lights going on, and I figured out the officer was putting the car into drive, and I was going to be pulled over for speeding. Well, at times like that, there is that feeling. Perhaps you've experienced it. That feeling when you know you are guilty. There is no excuse you can offer. There is nobody else you can blame. You are guilty. And there is that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. Well, to a much greater degree, that's the way the prophet Isaiah must have felt in our Old Testament lesson for this evening. In our Old Testament lesson, God brings Isaiah up in a vision to the very presence of God. And there Isaiah sees the Lord seated on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of the Lord's robe fills the entire temple. And then there are those seraphim creatures literally fiery creatures, likely angelic beings. And there in modesty before Almighty God, they cover their face with two of their wings, their feet with two of their wings, and with two of their wings they are flying. And one of the seraphim declares to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And at that declaration, the threshold, the foundations of the temple shake, and the entire space is filled with smoke. What an incredible scene it must have been. What was Isaiah's reaction to this incredible scene that was playing out in front of him? Woe is me, for I am lost. He thought he was a goner. He thought he was going to be destroyed. There in the presence of the righteous, blameless, almighty God of the universe, Isaiah can only contemplate his own unworthiness and his own sin. I am a man of unclean lips, he says, dwelling in the midst of a people of unclean lips. It's a similar reaction that we see in the disciple Peter in our gospel lesson for this evening. After the miraculous catch of fish, following on a night of fishing in which no fish were caught, Peter realizes that the man there in the boat with him is not just master, as he called him before the catch of fish, but is Lord, as he called him after the catch of fish. 
And what would the disciple Peter's reaction be when he realized that sitting right there in the boat with him was this man who is also God? Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Peter, just like Isaiah, when in the presence of God and realizing they are in the presence of God, both of them have the same reaction. They can only contemplate their own unworthiness and their own sin. You and I don't experience the majesty and the glory of God to the same degree that Isaiah did in our Old Testament lesson for tonight. But nonetheless, when we come into this place, we are in the presence of the very same righteous, blameless, almighty God of the universe. And that's why, in most of our worship services, right near the beginning when we come into God's presence, we also declare and confess what God's Word tells us about ourselves. Namely, that we are by nature sinful and unclean, that we sin daily in thought, word, and deed, both by the things that we do and by the good things that we could do that we just leave undone. That we do not love our God with our whole heart and that we do not love our neighbor as ourself. Just like Peter and just like Isaiah, when we are in the presence of the righteous, blameless, almighty God of the universe, we contemplate our own unworthiness and our own sin. But the good news is that God brings about cleansing. That cleansing for Isaiah in the Old Testament lesson was connected to a burning coal, a burning coal that one of the seraphim took from the altar of incense and brought right up and made contact with Isaiah's lips. And then that same seraph gives God's absolution to Isaiah. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is covered. In other words, your guilt is removed so far that it no longer is here, and your sin is atoned for. It is covered to such an extent that it's no longer visible. And notice how God connects the removal of guilt and the forgiveness of sin with something that is physical and tangible. In this case, a burning coal. God has done the very same thing in your life. He has connected the removal of guilt and the forgiveness of sin with something that is physical and tangible. Not a burning coal, of course, but instead water. The water of holy baptism. Water administered according to the command of God and in connection with the word of God. Water administered in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And as a result of the cleansing that God has done in you through the water and word of holy baptism, the same words that were proclaimed to Isaiah are also proclaimed to you. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. 
And not only did God cleanse you once and for all in the water and word of holy baptism, but he continues to cleanse you even still. And again, he attaches the removal of guilt and the forgiveness of sin with something that is physical and tangible. Not again a burning coal, but this time unleavened bread and wine. For according to Christ's own promise, when you receive that unleavened bread, you also receive the body of Christ given for you. And when you receive the wine, you also receive the blood of Christ shed for you. And as Scripture promises, it is the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. Not only did God cleanse the prophet Isaiah, he also sent the prophet Isaiah. Isn't it intriguing that God needs someone to go for him and even asks who he is going to send? Whom shall I send and who will go for us? God is asking that plural us, perhaps a reference to the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now we see a change in Isaiah. Now it is the cleansed Isaiah whose guilt has been taken away, whose sin has been atoned for, who is all too eager to go. Here I am, send me, says Isaiah. And God did send Isaiah. With those cleansed lips, Isaiah would proclaim God's words to God's people, words of judgment and forgiveness, words of ruin and restoration. And even to this day, we in the Christian church give thanks and praise to God that in the year 740 B.C., he called and cleansed and sent Isaiah. We here at St. Paul's are also a, a collection, a, a community, a congregation of people who have been cleansed and sent by God. Sent, first of all, to one another, but then to many others in schools, in workplaces, wherever we are found on a daily basis. And in all of our various vocations in life, as a child, a parent, a grandparent, a spouse, a brother or sister, a student, a teacher, an employer, an employee, in whatever vocations we find ourselves day in and day out, we are God's feet, we are God's hands, and we are God's lips, proclaiming, here am I, send me. This past weekend, it was our sincere intention to note the servants of Christ that we have in our midst. So many here at St. Paul's who so often behind the scenes and in so many quiet ways serve their God and each one of us as well. In order to point that out, I'd like to do something I've not done before. I'd like to ask you, if you are serving in any capacity here at St. Paul's, for example, on a board or a committee, 
singing in the choir, serving on the altar guild, ushering, perhaps even assembling the bulletins on Friday morning that we enjoy on the weekend. If you're serving in any of these capacities or any other capacity as a servant here, would you please stand at this time? Thank you. Thank you on behalf of a grateful congregation for your service to our God and to us as well. Please be seated. This is what the body of Christ is all about. Brothers and sisters in Christ who no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose on their behalf. Brothers and sisters in Christ who are cleansed and sent. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen.